I feel like for this particular episode, we should charge people a dollar. Hey, bubblers, and welcome to My Streaming Bubble. It's the podcast where I talk about the shows that I love with the people I tolerate. I'm Jen, and I'm your host of this little old podcast, and I'm back, babies. As many of you know, I have been on a bit of a break this summer to try and enjoy the rest of the season with my family. Uh, We did, and it was great, but it does feel good to be back podcasting. So to celebrate my grand return, Dozer's back and he brought with him four primary directives, which I'd only pay a dollar for like one of them. They are RoboCop, RoboCop 2, RoboCop 3, and the I'm Angry You Exist 2014 remake, RoboCop. Dozer, (laughs) how you doing? I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely wouldn't buy the remake for a dollar. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no. But unfortunately, I paid like 13 bucks for it. So. Jesus Christ. I paid nothing because I decided to just uh, utilize my library card and check it out for free. And even then, I think that was a bit too much. <laughs> just the time to go and get it, yeah. right? <laughs> and it's like, I fucking work there, so... <laughs> So yes, we will be, this is part of our original versus remake series. So we'll be discussing the original RoboCop to the remake. I'm sure you all figured out kind of how we feel about it, but we'll also talk about the sequels to the original. So spoilers for RoboCop. I, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it came out in 87 and, and it's literally one of the best. Like I told you earlier, it's, it's literally my like top five best movies I've ever seen. Like, it's just up there for me. How many times do you think you've seen RoboCop? And when did you, and when do you think you first saw RoboCop? Oh, Jesus. I would, oh my God, how many times? I I couldn't even, I actually can't even fathom how many times. It's literally one of my go-to movies. Like when I'm drinking and I'm like, I just want to watch an awesome damn movie. It, RoboCop goes in. It It just does. Right but on. when I first saw it, geez, I, uh, I'd have to say I was 10, maybe mm-hmm. I remember, I remember what it was always on like HPO or something like that or, mm-hmm. or cinematic or whatever the cable was back then. It, yeah. It was always on. And yeah. So we, so I watched it at a very young age. How about you? I definitely, so the first one, yeah, it came out in 87. Uh, we had cable, HBO, and Cinemax and everything. So I probably saw it somewhere between 8 and 10, you know, once it came out on to cable or whatever. And then it just felt like it was like between that one and the second one just was always on. So again, something saw it. I watched it uh, too young of an age. And I realized after watching the second one that I've over, over the years, original and the first sequel kind of meshed together. And then I realized I had never seen the third one and I was okay with that after watching the third one, (laughs) but we'll, we'll get right into, well, what would you like to discuss first? Cause I think I'm going to save my remake rant for last I'll, I'll wait till we're nearing the end to yell at you. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. Keep everybody hoping for that little tidbit. I texted yeah. him last night and I was like, all caps, like I'm fucking yelling at you for two hours tomorrow. 
Well, I gotta go, folks. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, I, I guess I don't really know where to start, uh, uh, other than this movie's uh, the the original '87 version has been critically acclaimed across the world, and even critics citing it as like uh, one of the top 300 movies. It's actually been rated one of the best sci-fi movies ever made. Uh, definitely in the top 10 for a lot of critics. But uh, it actually started as an idea. So the writers that wrote it, I believe it was Miller and, come on, Brain, or Miner. Miner and uh, Newmeyer, Edward Newmeyer, Michael Miner. And so I believe that it was Michael Miner that actually worked on Blade Runner that was before this. And he wrote at least part of that, I believe, for Blade Runner. And he kind of had the idea of, well, instead of it maybe necessarily a machine trying to be a man, what about the man in the machine? And kind of reversed it that way. And that's how the idea of RoboCop actually kind of came about. I, I thought that was kind of interesting. That, yeah. Because I, not to get too like way in depth and too bogged down philosophically and all that now, but it does... It does. I think it's one of the first movies that actually took the idea of the person in the machine instead of the machine becoming the person. So it kind of left the the viewer watching this character, uh, Murphy, kind of trying to find out. Okay, I'm not a per, I'm not a man anymore, like an actual person, but I still have a personality. I still have these memories. I'm still something, but what is it now? Mm -hmm. And you see that struggle continue on, not so much in the second or not so much in the third one, but in the second one as well, they kind of dive into it a little bit, but not mm -hmm. as heavy as, as you see it in the first one. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what your take on that was. See, and it's it, that and that made that all makes sense. Like with the character, the movie and everything, you know, the man within the machine, but how much of the machine is the man and vice versa and everything. And, and it's a really interesting concept and I really like how they did it, but they didn't like focus too much on it where it got way. Okay. Fuck it. So in the 2014 remake, <laughs> okay, there you go. I'm sorry. I couldn't fucking wait. I'm going to explode. So I'm going to switch a little <laughs> away from my microphone because I'm about to get loud. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So all of those themes and everything are so very, very obvious in the remake, right? Like the, the morality that the ethicalness of it, ethics of it. And then, yeah, that, you know, can the man override the machine in, and all that stuff. Right. And then his tie to his fan, his ties to his family and how much love he has for them and blah, blah, blah. I don't fucking care. It was obvious enough between the first two movies and I, sure, even a little bit in the third one, but not so much because I didn't really care for the third one. But the the remake, it just it got weighed down with all that bullshit, all that sentimental and heart like we we got all of that within between the first three. We get it. All right. He's struggling. Right. He's he doesn't know. <laughs> who he is but he's got these like memories that are kind of pulling at him and that that tugs at his humanity and that helps him to kind of become the the man more of the man and less of the machine whereas in the first one like it took way too fucking long to get to the machine part to see the suit i didn't like the final version of the suit i didn't i i i just didn't like it um i don't fucking care about his goddamn family and how much he loved them i've 
figured that out between the first two. And this is just not what you sign up for when you sign up to watch a RoboCop. There was way too much heart in this movie. I have a, uh, I'm, I have a Nick Cage group chat. So I was telling him I was getting ready to watch this movie. And one of them had said that go into it without thinking of it as a RoboCop movie because it really has no business being a RoboCop movie. I wasn't able to do that. So that's part of the reason why I got so mad. <laughs> and I like fucking threw my notebook. I almost kicked over the ottoman. I'm fucking yelling. Tim's just like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, this is not what you sign up for when you sign up for RoboCop to watch RoboCop. And it's like when he finally gets his finalized suit and he's going through like training or testing or whatever to see how he is compared to like the robot versions. Oh my God. I don't care. Why is it the first time we see the suit in action? It's in a fucking training. Why is he not shooting more people in the face? That's just to summarize how I feel. <laughs> you feel better? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes. So all of that, that you had mentioned, you know, the humanity versus the robot and all of that, like, yeah, we get it. That was all relevant, but it didn't need to be so heavy and such a main focus of the plot, you know, because I felt like they established that perfectly well in the first one and the second one. And here we have a movie, the remake, where it's like, I don't know, just, yeah, trying to give it more heart or I don't know if you're supposed to sympathize with Murph more or who the fuck. But I'm like, no, you're RoboCop. You just need to start shooting people. And I wasn't even all that impressed with the remake, gun, the gun in the remake. Oh, yeah, the, the, the remake, the remake gun. I did not I did not care. If, I, I thought it was kind of cool with the dual wield aspect, but the guns just didn't have like the gun in the in the original that it's almost like it's its own character, like it's so distinguished. Yes. Yes. And it was it's, just nothing. And it just, uh, it just makes me so mad. <laughs> yeah it's all it's, it's it's like you know the millennium falcon you know it's like it's, it's like it's like its own character it has its own thing that you that you instantly recognize so yeah the the gun yeah they 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 really kind of screwed the pooch on that and i also agree that the 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 robo suit in the remake oh my god could i feel like if anybody should have said something it should have been michael keaton be like you know Black's a little overrated. Can we go back to the blue here? I mean, I would know I was Batman, you know, because exactly. it just looks like a superhero thing. And it he looks like a villain. He looks like yeah. a villain because he's all in black. The helmet, the visor part kind of gave me a little bit of like alien. <laughs> like, I don't know, just some of like the shape to it a little bit. But I, I did not like the final product, even the first suit that they had him in in the remake was better than the final version. I was so I was mad that they steered from that. But I ugh, it's just it shouldn't exist. Yeah, that the, the blue was the blue was iconic as well yes. too. And it, it needed to stay. I mean and like they, you said, I think the blue looked way better than the than the black yeah. that they wound up finalizing with. Yeah. So to say good things about the remake, I loved the cast. I thought the oh, acting yeah. and the production were up there. I didn't think anything lagged in that department, but the overall story and plot that they gave us, 
I didn't like it. I also didn't like that the that there was corruption within the police force. Fucking been there, done that, right? In the originals, it's the the cops are all pretty much good, right? And then it's just the major corporation that owns the cops that are the shitty baddies. Whereas in this remake, oh my god, there's just too many fucking elements because you have you have the you have the cops. Uh, you have the uh, oh, what are they called? The Omni Omnicorp in this in the remake? Yeah, they're called it, they call it Omnicorp in the remake. Yeah. So then, then you got Omnicorp, and you have um, Gary Oldman's character, who's like the scientist, sympathetic, and everything, and Michael Keaton, the main baddie, the head of the Omnicorp. So way too fucking much right there right like i think well and then you miss the 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 chief of police also being corrupt and yeah bad guy and and then right off the bat you you still have the straight up bad guys the gangsters and stuff like that still in the mix as well too And it took too long for him to start shooting them and he doesn't even shoot them he's just like you're under arrest so that was just also way too much i liked that simplified quote kind of simplified version of it's just the big corporation the cops are mistreated by because they're owned by the major corporation and they, they're not paid well the um, or ocp in the original one right or correct omni consumer products OCP, yes. yes you know so they're the ones that were responsible for murph becoming robocop like i liked all of that it's you know it takes place this made in 87 and it takes place in 2028 so this whole dystopian society where everything's falling apart crimes on the rise cops have little to no pull but they all truly care this is like one of the few movies where i feel like like all the cops are good guys you know Mm -hmm. like they're all good cops so I didn't like that in the remake, they went with the trope of dirty cops, dirty captain, this and that, right? Because it's just, it's fucking tiresome. I did really like that. What was in the second one when the cops go on strike and then they have like Murph gets all blown up or something. They they rally together for Murph and then they come back to, to try and help Murph and, and get him back. So they decide that they're no longer on strike and they're they're going to go help. And I really liked that. You know, it, we, we it have enough scene. We have enough real world fucking shitty shit happening with cops and police departments and quote the bad apples and shit like that. Like we we <sighs> no more. Let's just keep the corporations <laughs> as the baddies. <laughs> so yeah. Where was I going with that? It doesn't matter. Well, I was gonna say that was actually the whole idea really was the fact that um, the writers were not really liking Reagan's politics at the time. And they used this movie as kind of a platform to kind of show what's kind of going on in in the upper echelon of companies and stuff like that and how they perceive things probably more than likely, I would assume, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So that's originally how the story in and of itself came about was that this was going to be some sort of satire kind of like movie and then you know it's like well we still want to do the man in the machine and so they kind of wrap the whole thing up which i thought was kind of cool mm-hmm. because it's it's not just even the story of of alex murphy dying or dying in air quotes mm-hmm. 
and and his story of you know like revenge but there's also this underlying story too with the company in and of itself and how they're doing business and how things are going there which i thought was really cool not only in the in the original 87 but the fact that they kept that story moving along in the second and third ones mm-hmm. like it's pretty interesting to see how how the whole thing kind of sh- shook out in the third one at the end so yeah it's i think that's just that was a much better story than what they tried to do in the remake. Oh, when it comes to like Murph's family and everything, I, like I said, I don't fucking give a shit. I like the little bits and pieces and the snippets that we got in the original, just from his like kind of flashbacky memories or recovering memories or whatever you might want to call it versus, Oh my God, let's spend the first 15 minutes just boring the audience to fucking death and have them like slow kissy kissy. And then, and then, and then he's car bomb instead of like shot the fuck up by like Red Foreman or any other TV dad. And it's like, first of all, they put the bomb in the car at the fucking hospital. Why did it not go off there? Why did it take so fucking long to go off? Why did it wait until like was someone, was there a button? Did I miss it? Did I doze? Like, what the fuck? And then (laughs) I was like, so angry. See, I kind of thought that too when I was because I, I literally like was still watching it. I was just about wrapping up the remake when you texted me earlier. So I was like, I only had like five minutes left in the movie, but I was thinking that too when I was watching. I was like, why wouldn't it have just gone off at the hospital? But I feel like it was a hospital. So then if it blew up there, people would be looking at cameras and stuff like that and finding out who did it. At they least did if that you, anyways. Well, I know I which don't I don't even want to get started on that whole aspect of it, at least not this early. But where was I going now? God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. But so in the remake, the the wife signs off on on the Robocop on, on saving, quote, saving her husband. <sighs> okay, fine, you know, consent, yada yada. And then obviously she's like, No, this is this was not a great idea. You people stay away from us. I liked in the first one, I like this dystopia, dystopian future and everything's just fucked where he, 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 because you work for the police department, it's in your contract. So if something happens to you, you are, you're owned by Omnicorp. And so they can do whatever the fuck they want with you. And I liked that. And I, I thought that kind of added to that darkness and kind of where they were as a society and how overreaching these corporations have gotten, you know, and then to be like, oh, she's, you know, tell the wife he's dead and this and that, like that, that all worked fine, perfectly. They didn't need. Uh, I'm so mad at that remake. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just watching the video and you're just like, oh, are we really, are we, are we really doing this? <laughs> I don't want to be here. So everyone drink every time I say I hate the remake. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Don't don't do that. But okay, so yeah, to really in a little bit here. Okay. You had mentioned in your in your rant earlier that that yeah, and, and I agree that you can't go into the remake thinking of Robocop as Robocop in 87. And then you mentioned something like, did you think maybe this would have worked different or better had it not had the name RoboCop attached to it? Like if it was something else? 
I think even as just kind of a generic, basic action movie, it's okay. Like I said, the cast, the acting, the production, but it just, I don't know. I, cause even if it was just some other action movie with a completely different name, but still all the same actors and like premise and everything, it might've been okay. But I think I still would have been bored with just the pacing of it. Everything just took forever. Forever. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I I remember when it first came out in 2014. I, I actually, I think it was, it actually came out on my birthday. So I went and saw it the day it, the day it dropped. And I remember leaving the theater kind of like you. Like, I, I didn't like it. I I... I, I went in there with all these high expectations. I went in there with all this and I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, I know it's not going to be the, you know, as good as the first one, but, it, you know, it's RoboCop. They can't really screw this up, can they? <laughs> yeah, apparently you can. But as I've been watching it, I, I mean, I'm probably seen it about, I don't know, 10 times now. And it's, I don't I, I, I don't want to say it's growing on me, but I don't hate it as much as I used to. I, I think it's just, I think it's just okay. Like on a scale from a scale from one to 10, it's, it's a five. I mean, it's an okay. I mean, it's a pretty generic, you know, follows a very kind of specific formula for certain, some action movies, you know, again, this one focusing more on the, the person, the man, the feelings and everything. So I, I, I get, why they did it the way they did it. And again, yeah, maybe if it wasn't called RoboCop and just robot man, robot police officer, (laughs) maybe, you know, like just like that kind of dollar store knockoff of a major brand or something. Then it, yeah, it's all right. I don't know. I still, I don't know that I would have still sought it out and watched it. It might've been like a, a lazy Sunday movie. If it just happened to be on, not something I would have. Oh my god! I totally want to watch this robot policeman. So you had no, or you had no desire to actually see the remake? No, ever. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I'm very, very mad at you that I had to watch well, it. <laughs> well, I mean, for me, it was just like, look, like, like I said, I know it's not going to be as good as the first one. And granted, like like some of the other remakes we've been to or reboots and reimaginings remakes we we talked about earlier some of them shouldn't have existed at all but because they do that's why we watch that's so, right <laughs> and that's that was my kind of feeling a little bit too going into it when i first saw it, it was like it this there's no way they're going to be able to improve the original, mm-hmm. but maybe it's still pretty good. You know, maybe instead of it being like, I would, I would rate RoboCop a 10 out of 10 for me. And while it won't, while the remake won't get there, I still was like, well, it's still RoboCop. And yeah, I know it's PG 13, but you can still do a lot with that. And I'm like, maybe it comes out to be a seven, you know, maybe it's still a decent, pretty good movie, but Aww. no, it, it gets a five. Oh, you at, tried at, so And that's literally the best. I, yeah. I really do. I honestly really do. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to become a RoboCop 2014 apologist. Like I'm trying to, 
I'm trying to love it. I'm trying to like it, but God damn it. Even I can't, I, even I have to just, ugh. It, it's hard to do with the RoboCop name. You know, you can't, you can't love it as a RoboCop remake. You can love it as just like another kind of generic action movie with a bit more sentimentalism. Fine. But not, not RoboCop. That's not what you're supposed to get when you sign up to watch RoboCop. Plain and simple. Which, which did you like better now? Did you like the remake or did you like the third one better? Fuck. <laughs> That's the worst <laughs> question I've ever been asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured. It's like, do you want to be punched in the left tit or the right tit? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> either, way, either way, you're going to get punched. So right. Might... <laughs> either way, I'm getting titty punched. At that point, I'd say just do them both so at least they're even. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> because I feel like the, the third one is almost exactly the same thing as the remake. Almost. It has it has that that pull on your heartstrings kind of bullshit with the kid mm-hmm. through most of it. And it but at least it, it it I know I asked you a question, I should probably let you answer it, but 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 it you you also had the Detroit in and of itself was its own character that you felt that you know people getting kicked out of their homes, being forced out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting in the third one. So that would be that whole play on your heartstrings thing too, that we see in the remake as well too. Mm -hmm. But that felt more aligned with RoboCop's directives, you know, like protect the innocent or, you know, whatever they, they are. I don't remember exactly, but serve the public trust, uphold the law. Yes. Uh, God damn it. Fourth one is classified. Well, no, I missed, (laughs) I missed one. It's to serve the public uphold god damn now all right now i have to look this up now i cannot let this go god damn it ah, i was gonna see i wanted to see if you could do it from memory uh, i used to you were so close oh what the fuck oh, is he gonna get it will he get there I'm, I'm i'm trying to i'm trying to look it up fast but i'm trying to remember it first uh it serve the public trust protect the innocent uphold the law there we go yeah i did have to look it up <laughs> Yeah, so that that all melds well with, you know, so the, within the third one, the the plot and everything that that goes with it, and it's like, yeah, with the with the remake, it just took too long to get to the revenge part, because that's really what the first one truly is about is seeking revenge on Red Foreman and gang. Oh yeah, and Ray Weiss is in the original too. He's so funny. I love him. Which one was Ray Weiss? He was he was one of like Red's lackeys, one of his main lackeys. I don't remember the character name, but I love that guy. So yeah, so the third one compared to the remake. I, I guess I'm going to go with the remake on that one, I think. Really? Yeah. I I liked I liked some of the visuals in the remake like when we saw just Murph as a head and lungs. That was pretty fucked up. Not sure how much I care, but <laughs> <laughs> again, I don't need all this deep shit with my fucking RoboCop. So yeah, the third one, cause I didn't like that. Well, one, I didn't like that. It was a, a different actor and I don't, I felt like, did he, 
dude, I fell asleep so many times during the third one. <clears throat> Did he have less of a robot voice compared yes. to? Okay. So, and I didn't like that either. Yeah. In the third one, he does get a jetpack, but they don't really explain that. So that was just kind of like, yeah, they oh, do. Okay. Do they? I thought they not enough then maybe again i fell asleep like three times through this movie <laughs> yeah so in the third one it uh the the uh i, I don't know doctor whatever the hell her name is um, oh yeah 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 what, uh what is her name i forget jill hennessy dr marie lazarus okay there now i got i got the there you go so she she's been working with robocop for years and so she had actually designed the jetpack for him. Okay, so I did totally and, miss that part. And it's supposed to. And don't ask me, don't ask me this question or how this works. But apparently, it's also supposed to recharge his batteries, so to speak. It's supposed to be an external battery pack as well, too. So okay. I don't know how that all works, but yeah, sure. Sure. Especially yeah. since all it does is just clip on to his shoulders. It's not like it actually plugs in anywhere. Or maybe it does, and we just don't want to know where. Because <laughs> it does go on his back, and it is yeah. pretty big. I it is know. pretty <laughs> It goes down a long way. I don't want to know where that, where that porthole Someplace is. Someplace really secure. <laughs> well, until you use it a lot, then it doesn't stick in very well. <laughs> Ew. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So I did miss that bit, but... Uh... I mean, yeah, there were things that I like. I liked. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to go remake if I compared to the third one. Am I going to regret that? You may. Uh, all right. That's my answer I, for now. It's not my final answer. Because I was going to say the third one was better than the remake, but that's only because of the un, the underlying storyline with the whole corporation trying to privatize a city. Mm-hmm. And to see how that final piece kind of plays out in the whole thing. I thought that was kind of cool. Sure. As part of kind of that whole overall arc of the uh, o- OCP corporation for, for, for the three movies. Correct. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, because let's face it. Uh, how would you have done a RoboCop 2 without that story arc? I mean, the revenge part's already done. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing else left to say there. So you need some other reason. And I thought that was pretty cool mm-hmm. that that's what wound up happening. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that. All right. I'm starting to waver back towards the third one. But and we did get, you know, Lewis in the third one for the first half. And I loved kind of how her character ends up being introduced in the third one. They're all like in the diner or whatever. Some guy comes in to rob it. The actor that plays uh, that diner robber, Lee Ehrenberg or something like that. Yep, Lee Ehrenberg. Yeah, I recognized him from the show Once Upon a Time. He played uh, Grumpy. He's very good. He Anyways. was also, he was, we he also. A lot of stuff. Well, he was also in a show we covered. Remember, he was the security guard at the amusement park. That's right. He was the hair plugs. That yeah. duh. <laughs> and uh from the remake jackie earl haley. haley yep yep remake freddie so he's in the uh remake of uh robocop as one of the arms techie guys and i really i did really like his character though 
I gotta tell you, I was impressed with his with his performance in the in the remake of of RoboCop. Yeah, it, 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 he really he, he nailed that part. Yeah, I liked it. I thought he did a really good job. But again, another new character. Another like is he's an his character was a new character for the remake, right? We didn't oh, yeah. have like a Maddox in in any of the first three. So did to we necessarily fair? need him? Not really, but he did do a really good job with that character and kind of playing that douchey <laughs> asshole guy. <laughs> it was he did a great job. Yeah. I, I I I laughed numerous times when he was on screen. I don't, I don't know if it was meant to be, but the, the guy was entertaining. So, mm-hmm. but that was the other thing too. Is like other than other than the pol- the chief of police and the RoboCop family and Lewis, there really wasn't anybody that was brought in for, or I shouldn't say brought in, but used as, as a character in the remake. Like you still had the president of um, Omnicore, but it like, wasn't like, I don't, it wasn't the old grouchy old guy in the first two. Mm -hmm. It was a different kind of take, but there wasn't a whole lot of, Oh, I guess it doesn't really matter because other than those people, who else is there really in the yeah. original anyway? Well, the guy that played Johnson in the first three, first of all, okay. So by the third one, I don't know why he wasn't in charge and he was just still kind of like the second to whoever was in charge in the third one. I'm like, dude, he's got seniority. He was like in the second one, dude's like right-hand man and everything. The old guy, I, I don't remember what is, but Yeah. So I was like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> Why didn't y'all promote Johnson? Oh, right. 90s racism. Got it. So Felton Perry, who played Johnson, which was, I don't know, maybe like the assistant CEO of Omnicorp, because he was, I think it was the second one. And there was the one, the female psychi- psychologist. And she was always kind of like batting her eyes at the um, head of Omnicorp. And so at the end yep. of the movie, he tells Johnson, like, we need to get rid of her or something. And he's like, oh, that won't be a problem. You'll, you know, find dirt on her or whatever. And then she comes up and she's kind of all like cozying up to the old white guy. Old white guy looks at Johnson. And he's like, oh, that thing we were just talking about. Get on it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that was the second one. Yeah, okay. they were there. Were, she was supposed to be the, the fall person for because she was the one that picked the profile for mm-hmm. the, the uh RoboCop 2, I guess, is what they called it. I, I call it the Uber Kane or something like that. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, that's right. Because she she was the one that picked the, him, his profile for that project. And so that she was just going to be the scapegoat then and face all the lawsuits. So that's right. Where was I going with that? Not, I don't I got, know. Where do we got, even start? I don't even remember. <laughs> I got caught up in uh, <laughs> looking up a. Uh, Cast listings and shit. So, okay. Yeah. No, I do not see Robert Felton on the remake list anywhere. So, yeah, I don't see it either. So, yeah, I I was going to say, I don't, I I don't think anybody, at least actor wise, yeah, has been in any of the other three from the remake. Yeah. I didn't, I don't recall seeing anyone or reading any, even like background cameos or anything. So, yeah. Well, I think a lot of it was that that no nobody from the original wanted wanted this to even happen, let alone have any hand in it. I don't blame them. 
I mean, even Nancy, uh, Nancy Allen, right? I think mm-hmm. that's her name. Nancy mm-hmm. Allen has gone on record as saying such and how bad of an idea it was. Like, you're not going to be able to improve on it. I don't know what you're trying to do here. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And then I read that uh, for the third RoboCop for her character, Lewis, I read two different things. Um, one, she agreed. The first thing I read was that she agreed to reprise her role only if her character would die kind of early in the first half of the movie. But then I read also that that's not necessarily the case and that she wasn't super thrilled about her character being killed off. Did you hear one or the other things or anything along those lines? I, I haven't heard and I'm kind of looking it up right now and I'm not seeing any, any story of either, or I guess if I had to guess, I would say it's probably she just wanted to do it for a quick paycheck and just kill her off fast and be done with it. Sure. And to be fair, it it was a fitting out for her. I think. And it worked well with the overall story in the third one. And it kind of goes some of the, you know, there was similarities with her death and everything from the first two, you know, major deaths where he records it, he plays it back and that serves as his motivation and kind of his main focus of, his next steps of revenge. So it, it, it worked, it fit, but I was like, I'm like, I feel like you've been shot more times than that, <laughs> but she wasn't, she was just in street clothes. She wasn't in like her cop stuff and her bulletproof yeah, her full battle rattle. Yeah. And I love that. She's always wearing that helmet. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Her introduction in the third one, when they're robbed, when um, Lee Ehrenberg's ro- robbing the, uh, diner and all the cops are there and then they get the call and they're all like you know all available units and they're like kind of arguing they're like oh send lewis and i just i loved i loved how they introed her you know the camera kind of goes to the side a little bit so we see that she's sitting in a booth behind some of these other cops reading a newspaper not even involved in the attempted robbery and with her bubble gum just blows a nice little bubble and she goes off and goes to be a badass. So I was like, I'm, I think that was really cool. I did enjoy that. The recasting of Lewis and the remake was fine. I like that actor. So I just, I felt like they didn't give him enough as Lewis. So I didn't like how that character, I felt like they kind of just sidestepped that one. They're just like, well, we've got the character name. They're there, whatever. Let's focus. Let's go back to the wife. Ugh. Because of that aspect, that's why I didn't like the recasting or the re-idea of making Lewis's character in into a black man, only because if they would have done more with it, I, with that character, I feel like I may have been okay. But part of what makes Lewis's character so interesting and so great in the in the in the first or the original 87 is that right away when Murphy gets to the uh the precinct to go to the locker room you see that men and women are all equal there and that they are just as you know big and bad and and just as tough as the men are because they're all showering they're all getting dressed they're i mean everybody's naked in the well not naked naked but you know mm-hmm. they're, they're all getting their stuff on and stuff all in the same area and everybody sees each other as equal so i feel like with with that being the president that started it the movie having her character then be as big as it was in the, in the movie also helped create that sort of uh, image as well, too. That's why mm-hmm. I, that's why I really didn't 
like the idea of the recasting because it's kind of like it was it was way bigger in the in the 87 one like it was a weird idea at the time mm-hmm. and and to have that and then keep doing it and building upon it i thought was great absolutely but i mean i guess i, I was more or less disappointed in the lewis character in the remake because i was hoping that they would have given given him more because lewis and the originals were was such a big part and such a yeah big part for the movie the franchise but also for murphy slash robocop you know i think she really helped him to kind of hold on to some of that humanity always being there having you know at least one face that he sees like constantly every day so they they didn't really do a good job establishing their closeness in the remake but i i like the actor i didn't again i didn't mind that it was that they flipped it to a man I just disappointed they didn't fucking do shit with it. So I think they could have done and they could have kept it as a white woman. They could have recasted Lewis as a black woman or an Asian woman. And I think it still could have fallen flat if they wouldn't have given that character enough or really show their importance. I just I don't think they did a good job establishing that in the, in the remake because you definitely yeah, I, got that I, sense. Even after the first one, even if you don't watch the the sequels to the original, you still get that sense. Yeah, I, I, I think I actually agree with with that point, too, because even if they would have kept it even as just a, you know, your blonde white woman, the character still would have just been garbage anyway in the remake, just because mm-hmm. there was no setup. There was no there was no setup of, of, of women and men even being equal, let alone. I mean, if it were because I now that you mentioned it, I think it would have been a lot cooler if it was a black woman doing that, you know. Um, but but they but like you said, if there's no setup and there's no character building for it, the characters just you know you just don't care, right? Well, and I mean, like in the remake, the Lewis character gets shot in the first few minutes to kind of set up the rest of the the plot and everything with that uh, Valens or whoever the the baddie was. Valen, I think, is what the name was. So right away, I'm like, you fucking shot Lewis in the first 10 minutes of the movie? (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with you? So then Lewis isn't even, eh, whatever. Oh, I also did not like in the remake how Murph's um, becoming RoboCop, like, he got to be in a nice dream world and relive old memories cookouts and everything for like three months and it wasn't all traumatic and like kind of waking up in the middle of shit like in the in any of the originals especially the first one you know he keeps waking up as people are working on him and then at one point he wakes up during like a christmas party <laughs> and they're all drunk, new year's they're like new year's and they're like as for you clinky and it's just like what the shit that would suck <laughs> So I also didn't like that the uh, remake one got a nice, smooth, safe space to become RoboCop. <laughs> Has to be traumatic, and it wasn't. <laughs> I, I don't mind that they went, a, and I, I don't know how I want to phrase that, but they went darker for the remake. Do you feel that because there wasn't that kind of comedy stuff like to me, there was no actual real funny bit other than the the uh, Jackie Earl Haley uh, character. 
like there was no comedy like really at all nothing that ever no I feel like that lost a lot of it I think it works very well the original works very well as that cyberpunk dystopian future as I keep saying but with with the humor I don't know the the way that they did it and kind of made it like that satire and a little bit of a political commentary worked. They did it really well. It worked really, really well together with the remake. Yeah. I missed the bits of the comedy. I mean, you don't even get chuckles like you get, like you can get from like Avengers or something, you know, like there's the one liners that are kind of like tongue in cheek or funny, whatever. There was just, there was nothing there. I think this movie tried way too hard to be serious and sentimental and they didn't take enough of the original into the consideration of the movie, such as the comedy and the satire, because I feel like that's kind of like the point of RoboCop. Well, it was originally, it was, it was supposed to be a satire movie about the way yeah. uh, the corporations are slowly taking over the the country in that aspect and, and the Reagan politics behind it then too. So yeah, it was. it. So the comedy was supposed to be in there, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which the director didn't get at all. He was he actually turned turned down dire- uh, directing twice until his wife told him to do it. Somebody needs to buy her a trophy or something, because <laughs> thank you. Thank you for putting out such an awesome for telling your husband to put out such an awesome goddamn movie. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, I miss it. it I, they just missed the mark missed a lot of marks with the remake so that is just one of many i think yeah it it, the the more we keep talking about the because i know we wanted to kind of talk more about the original but it seems like now this has just become like a a, a (laughs) shit on 2014 robocop now and to kind of continue on that a little bit it did seem like it was trying to separate itself from the original a lot it didn't have i thought maybe we would have got you know, cars driving around the 6,000 SUX, you know, or more of the, more of the, um, the sun tanning lotion that mm-hmm. you got to put all over literally like a whole, like in the, in the second one, I believe that was that commercial was in the second one. I think there so. no way that one tub covered her all up. <laughs> there, there, she had to buy numerous ones. All right. I'm convinced of that, especially as thick as it was on her. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely missed all the little um, uh, fake commercials and everything. Those were so much fun and they were so funny and they were so fucked up, but it fits so well with this society, where we were at in the future. And yeah, the big uh, gas guzzling, (laughs) bad mileage vehicles. Um, God, what else were there? There There was a good couple of ones. And then they didn't really work in like they had Sammy kind of so in the remake Samuel L Jackson's in it and I don't know if like his little bits were supposed to kind of fill the void of like the news segments from the originals cuz I think all th- all of the first 3 start off with like a news like you're watching the news good old 80s news and good old Lisa Gibbons oh my god I forgot all about her <laughs> oh I forgot she was fucking everywhere so they didn't really, they didn't do that in the remake. They didn't do it enough because there were, I think, a couple of news anchors that we followed, but uh, 
it just, it was no good. It just, I, uh, yeah. I hated the remake. Drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I totally want to buy that Nukem game that they yeah. were playing in the, in the original. Like, that just seems like it would be a lot of fun. Especially yes. if it does have the explosion in it where you hit the button and things explode. Fuck yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Now that is a good family game night. <laughs> I'd have to say quality family game night. We haven't talked a lot about the second one. So in the second one, the thing the thing that I loved about it is that it's the kid that's like the head drug lord or whatever. And I'm just like, May the gods forever bless the 80s and 90s. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm looking at that kid and I'm like, I remember seeing your face everywhere kind of during like in the 90s and everything and looked up his IMDb and sure as shit, a whole mess of like 80s and 90s sitcoms and stuff. So was he really? Because I didn't look that up. Uh, guess like, you know, one or one or two episodes here and there. Nothing really like reoccurring, but. I think one of my favorite things that I learned about the second one was that, so the kids got like this little lunchbox gun, which hopefully I'm remembering this right. It did not need to be created for the movie as that device, that weapon already existed. And it just kind of fit. So that's a really bad summary of what I read, but I, so I thought that was really fun and I was like oh that thing's really kind of cool I kind of want one (laughs) but then yeah other than that the second one for me and I know a lot of people like the second one it was just kind of eh I mean I remember watching it I remember different bits and pieces of it from growing up and stuff but I don't know I think I think there's a reason why I never really branched out and watched any of the sequels when I was younger. And as I got older, cause the first one was fine. It was enough. It's all there. Everything is there. And it might only be, might only seem like it's on the surface, but that's just depending on how you're watching it and how much you want to take it in and kind of, you know, chew on some of the the themes and, and things from the, from the first one. So yeah, I the second one was eh, it was all right. <laughs> I I yeah, I I won't say it was as good as the first. I would never say that, but I still feel like it was on a scale from one to ten. It was probably a seven for me. It's probably about a seven. Like yeah. it's pretty good. I I enjoy it. It's it like I said with the with the underlying story tone between the three movies. I thought that was kind of interesting, especially the way now that the that the OCP is trying to now foreclose on the city in and of itself mm-hmm. instead of just buying up the assets before. Now they're just trying to straight up foreclose on them and the whole aspect. Cause that's where you get the, the officers. So the, the first one ends with the police are already, if they haven't already gone on strike are that day going to. Mm-hmm. And so now you start with that as, is also a premise in the second one. And to see how the company is purposely doing that so that the city can't raise the funds so that they can now foreclose on it for pennies on the dollar. I thought that was kind of an interesting dynamics. I, I kind of like the politics in, in what 
the movie was trying to do too. Sure. Through all three anyways. Yeah. Very, yeah. Very interesting. I think. And again, it's, it's nice to see that, that arc and that growth of a major corporation going from bad to terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that they tried to do that. It was a continuation and it wasn't just here's the second one. We're going to kind of regurgitate some shit from the first one. Here's the third one. Another kind of small regurgitation of the first two. So I like that that was different. And then that was going on well, not in the background, but you know what I mean? That that was just hanging over the whole first three franchises. It, it makes total sense. Um, and it, re- and it really does feel like, the the two sequels they actually do feel like sequels like the story is actually progressing here it's not like it's eight goddamn friday the 13th where it's just the same thing over and over and over again like there's an actual story continuing on here i that's why i love the robocop series too i mean yeah they get progressively worse with each installment but at least the story continues Right. In the first three. It and I feel like with this with this remake, and stop me if you've heard this before. Can but, I just stop you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, you may want to after I say this. <laughs> because guess what? What? Another sequel for a remake. Wait, what? <laughs> there there is talks of a sequel. For the for if not even the remake, it's supposed to be a sequel to the original. A sequel to the original original or a sequel to the original three? A sequel to the original 87, not even not even the series. Okay, so they're com- gonna completely sidestep then. Wow. Bold move. I don't like it. I feel like with the story arc with with OCP there is you can't just brush that off to the side no I don't think there's there's no need for that there's absolutely no need to go back like fucking like what 40 almost 40 years later and do a sequel to the original and with while completely like ignoring (laughs) the existing sequels that's just mean (laughs) well it's been done before they did it with Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, uh, that is true. And they do. I know they do it. They've done it with other movies and series and franchises and everything. But it's just. I don't know that I like that. Yeah, it's it's it was supposed to be the, the news came out back in last sometime last year that this is what they're they're planning to do. It's yeah, it's supposed to be titled Robocop Returns. And it's uh but he didn't it's, go it's, anywhere. It's, yeah, it I don't know. <laughs> it's in development. It's already gone through at least well, it's it's at least on its second director, if not third, if I if if some of the other things I read earlier are accurate. So it's already off to a great start. Yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> Oh, good Lord. Well, we may be back for that one. I don't know. I might. Well, we if, may it's, be if, back it's a, if it's just a sequel, then probably not. Because unless, well, then it would be a 
a remake of a sequel. Has that ever been done before? A remake of a sequel? Well, yeah, Halloween. <laughs> but like it would be then a so Ro- RoboCop Returns would be the remake of RoboCop 2 in some form or another. Is that how that works? I guess it, I it, it would have to. Unless they're going to go back and I mean not go back but you know with this upcoming sequel try and undo what's already been done and what try to establish new canon and lore for RoboCop. It's like they might as well just make a sequel to the fucking remake and then have them like time travel or some shit. Please no. So mad. <laughs> yeah, I knew after that news that would that would cheer you right up. So I'm staring off in an angry distance again. <laughs> yeah. You're not even trying to look at the camera at me now. I'm You're so just like, mad at you. <laughs> We're watching. We're gonna watch some fucking. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, the, I'm gonna get revenge on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure um, my time is coming. Yeah. Um. Just kind of real quick. While I was watching the second one, the the character Kane, kind of the adult baddie. I'm sitting there watching it, and I was like, God, he looks really familiar. You know, not like a lot of these actors. You know, did. And it took me a second because I always like to see if I can figure it out before looking it up. I was like, was he was he like the guy in the rain slicker in Last Action Hero? And sure as shit, he was. So it made me laugh that I recognized him from Last Action Hero than anything else. (laughs) Maybe we should do Last Action Hero. I was just going to say, I think there may be a reboot of that coming out, too. (laughs) They should do it with Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Now, now I may be interested. Now I may be interested because that would just be downright funny. Would it wait? Cause that was actually in last action hero. Wasn't it? Well, in the movie world, when the kid leaps into the movie world and hooks up with Arnie and they're in the video store, it's um, Sly is the Terminator. Yeah. On the and the big cardboard cutout, and Arnie's like, "Ah, oh, it's so great, it's such a great movie, or something like that." I, I think I thought he was kind of a, a fan of it, and the kid starts freaking out about like it's supposed to be you and whatever. <laughs> I do love that dumbass movie. <laughs> it wasn't terrible, but I, I I I think I saw it only once, and that was just enough for me. So I don't know how uh, philosophical you want to get. Ooh. I thought the training, like, I know it went on for way too long, but the training part of it, I thought was pretty interesting to see what they were doing. So when they did the simulation, when one of the only funny moments of the movie, when Jackie Earl Haley is playing, if I only had a heart and they do the simulation there. So he's got the one program running and he's got RoboCop running and to see like how offset they are and how fast the robot's actually doing it as opposed to Murphy. And when the doctor explains it, I thought that was pretty interesting. And then he explains how he made him move faster by eliminating the thought process. And I think the, I think the term he used was it gives Murphy the illusion of free will. Mm -hmm. 
because I've had discussions with this with other people, and I already think your free will is an illusion, period, let alone the idea of the whole we make decisions at all. Hmm. And what your thought was, not only, well, if you don't want to answer the second part or the, this part, like, do you even believe in free will? But do you actually think that that's a violation of a person's free will to remove their free will, even though they were still going to do what they were going to do anyway? Because oh. he's still going to shoot those things, but instead of thinking about it, he's just doing it. Mm-hmm. So, okay. To answer that first part, I do feel it is a bit of a violation. Yes, he's going to do those things anyways, but by removing that, quote, kind of more human part, human aspect where that causes that pause, that's the violation, in my opinion. Um, is it Now, as far as whether or not I believe in free will, it's kind of, I guess for me, it's always a little tricky because... I guess I like to think that we have free will, but I also kind of believe a little bit in like, you know, fate and a little bit destiny. Some things we may, and it doesn't, fate and destiny doesn't have to be like big grandiose things. Like we're fated to be movie stars, anything like that, but just where life ends up taking you and you get to maybe a a spot, whether good or bad, it could be fate that you end up there because of what you gain from that point and then moving forward. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? A little bit. I, so the idea, I guess I don't generally like the, I generally like the idea of not having free will. So I'm going to say that I do, but I also feel like it's only to a certain extent. I feel like maybe the universe, God, whatever you want to believe in, there are certain things I think that are mapped out for us. And that will, I think eventually that we will eventually get to. So in that sense, what? No free will, but not every decision. <sighs> kind of tricky. Like yep. I said, because I believe in a little bit of both. So it's hard to kind of reconcile the two, <laughs> right? Because it's kind the, of like one or the other. You either do or you don't. But yeah, you, you, there is no middle ground there, yeah. honestly. You I'm, just can't have it. And one I'm of my a Pisces, I'm very indecisive. <laughs> What am I? So Christopher Hitchens, I don't know if you know who that is, had a famous quote saying, uh, of course, I believe in free will. I have no choice. So <laughs> it was, I, I always find that to be pretty funny. So yeah, now that's a good one. It's an interesting conversation to have. So yeah, I got into it like for it. I think it was like an hour and a half one night at the bar. I was closing up and one of the guys was there and we were talking about it and I was like, I just don't believe in free will. Not at all. Not even the least bit. And I think we as humans, we like to be in control of so much shit, like everything. The idea for, you know, to accept the possibility that we do not have any, we don't have it at all is pretty scary. And I can see it not being okay for a lot of people. But there are definitely times where I'm like, I don't want to make decisions. Do it for me, universe. Yeah. (laughs) And the only other thing I could think of about the illusion of free will is I don't, you've played video games, like you've played Mario Brothers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been so in-depth though in a video game or something to that effect that you, you've shut your mind off and now your fingers are just doing the walking? And yes. so 
that eliminates that thought process then there too. Does that eliminate then the free will? Because that's kind of what they're doing with RoboCop is they're eliminating the thought process. He's still doing what he needs to do. So is that a violation of free will? I don't know. That's that's kind of a, that, that follow-up question I was asking earlier. Yeah. See, and I feel like by eliminating that pause, you are eliminating his free will and you that is a violation. Because then to replace it with like the illusion of, that feels deceiving. Like we're going to take it from you, but you're not going to know. But would we ever really know? Ooh. See, I like this much better when I was just angry and yelling and I got me thinking <laughs> my brain hurts. <laughs> so then to completely derail that subject and go to something completely different mm-hmm. in the 87 version, they, they, they program these robots they, you got RoboCop. And in the 87, you had the Ed 209 and, and, and they program these things. Like it doesn't do anything that you don't tell it to do. Who the fuck programmed a growl into the Ed 209? Like, who did that? <laughs> no shit. So <laughs> when when the thing falls down the stairs, you know, because it can't go downstairs. First of all, amazing. I absolutely <laughs> love that in 2028 and we've got all this other shit. Y'all couldn't figure out how to make your big dumb robot go downstairs. Anyways, <laughs> but then, yeah. Why is it screeching like a dinosaur? Like, it sounded like a, uh, it sounded like somebody's trying to catch a greased up pig. Yeah, that's what when it fell down the stairs. So I'm like, who programmed these noises in there? I could not stop and, laughing. It, I mean, for Christ's sake, this was '87. Didn't was didn't they have a clip of the old lady? I fall and I can't get up. Oh, like, you would think so. God, maybe she was after. I don't know, but. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who programmed this crap in there? <laughs> so funny. Say so funny. And as ridiculous as that is, and as much as we're like, who would have done that? It's funny. And for whatever reason, it works because then, yes, it makes you question like, okay, so in 2028, Detroit clearly doesn't have its shit together. And this major corporation doesn't really have its shit together because they're going to program robot just screech like a dying rat or something yeah i i I thought that was just absolutely amazing and then the Mm -hmm. other thing is is if it couldn't get down the stairs i'm going to assume it couldn't get up how the fuck did it get all the way up there so i assumed elevator but then also cows can go upstairs but they can't go downstairs (laughs) so then is that true they can go upstairs, but they can't go down. So you need that's why they need a ramp. There's a whole segment on Sesame Street with Grover and a cow stuck up on a stoop. Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. So we have an Ed 209 who growls like a grizzly bear, squeals like a pig, and walks like a cow. What the fuck are they doing? <laughs> am I? Am I- Am I or am I am I missing something? No, I think it's just it's it's the 80s. I'm gonna I feel feel like some some one of the one of the programmers like hooked up a speak and spell or something like that to to their computer and their kid was playing with it and all of a sudden like something got transferred, so now it's got all the 
the cow says, or whatever, you know, like, they all screwed up, and and the guy was under a deadline, so he's like, screw it, we'll run with it. Or, you know, because it's the 80s, cocaine, copious amounts of cocaine. All right, all right, that one wins. <laughs> I'll give you that. Cocaine's always my, quote, answer for anything questionable from the 80s. <laughs> oh, why did this exist? Cocaine. Well, to be fair, that was a big portion of the first one as well, too, was yeah. the whole, the whole, the whole, ugh, the whole cocaine thing. And even Dick, or not Dick Jones, what's his, what's the guy's name? God damn it, brain. The guy who developed RoboCop initially, what was his name? Bob Morton. That's his, Bob Morton. Okay, there it is. So yeah, he was doing cocaine off of two hookers' tits. So. That's right. And and by two hookers, I mean two hookers' tits. <laughs> like he was doing them off both of their tits. Yes, or, two sex workers. Yes, two sex workers for tits. That's what I want yes. to say. All right, <laughs> I want to make sure because I'm sure somebody's listening. Well, well, because I'm I'm sure somebody was kind of listening to that, being like, yeah, of course, women have two tits. All right, yeah. The, you, I don't know why you had to say it that way. So I had to make sure. Yeah, two workers for tits. Yes, just to be clear. <laughs> um, more or less, you know, not a bad thing, no, but no, <laughs> <laughs> three is a little weird, but okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so cocaine. Oh my god, I just thought of something. Oh dear lord, now what? So, one of the guys that wrote, I don't know if he wrote it or produced it, also did Total Recall. Do you suppose? He just had the same conversation with somebody else that we did. And he's like, wait, that's brilliant. A girl with three tits and put it in total recall. Probably. And then he probably did a line off of a sex worker's titties. Yeah. Yeah. I think we know how he came up with that. We just did it ourselves. <laughs> Minus the cocaine. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, that, why do you think I'm sniffing all the way over here? No, um, no, no, I swear I'm just sitting too close to the, the register for the air conditioner. It's allergies, allergies. Mm. Um, one one kind of fun fun fact that I read, I guess, was uh, in RoboCop 3, PDI, who did a lot of the computer effects work, would eventually become DreamWorks Animation years later. Oh, really? Yeah. So I was like, oh, good job. Um, oh, and then just with the start of the original movies, seeing the Orion logo, you know, because that shit was fucking everywhere back in the day. Right. And it's like, what was it? They started going bankrupt or was around when the third one came out or was in production. I think I had read. Sounds about right. So I was like, oh, so that's what happened to him. <laughs> they went yeah, RoboCop 3. RoboCop 3. <laughs> oh, and another thing that I liked about one of the little fun facts that I read was that for RoboCop 3, Orion Pictures had it in their minds to gear the movie towards a younger crowd after finding out that a younger crowd had seen the original RoboCop and, and RoboCop 2. So that just kind of made me chuckle that it's like, okay, so they're going to come back and make a movie essentially like for us because we saw the movie at a too young, the original movie at a too young of an age and they're like yeah fuck it let's make some money market it towards them you know really hammer out all really push more of the toys and the video games and everything so i got a i got a chuckle out of that 
Yeah, but if you were going to just do that, okay, so if you're still, are you saying that it was geared towards like teens, like, like us, but then, I don't know, like, I feel like if, if we're watching it at, like you said, maybe eight to ten, let's just take eight. The third one didn't come out until 93, which is six years later. Mm-hmm. So six years after eight, you'd been 14. You still could have had it rated R, I suppose. Yeah. If, I mean, if they've already, I mean, if at eight, if at eight years old, they watched it or an R-rated one, what the hell's the difference at 14 then at that point? I feel like they, they should have kept it the R rating. Yeah, but they really wanted, they really wanted to make sure and not probably just depend on that <laughs> lax parenting of the eighties and nineties and just letting us watch whatever the fuck we want. And they're like, no, no, this one is it's, it's rated and geared towards younger kids, teens, preteens or whatever. Cause they were still really pushing the toys and the video games and the, and the merch and everything. So, you know, who's the biggest consumer of that shit kids us at that time. So I don't know about you, but my parents, they were, they would have been more fine with me just sitting down and watching a PG 13 than an R. So if they would have even cared. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So I, I think it's just more or less like, okay, this one is for the younger crowd. Whereas we know that they're going to watch R rated stuff. You know, clearly they did, but this one's going to be for them. And I don't think that's ever, I don't think that's really a good idea. I don't think you should take like, you know, a franchise that starts off R and heavy with violence and a lot of good use of the F word and eventually water it down strictly for marketing. I understand, you know, the money making part of it and everything, but just have the have the guts just to to stick with the brand, I guess. Yeah, I actually really agree with that. And now it's kind of got me thinking about the remake now because we we said earlier storyline but it's rated PG-13. So who are you really trying to target with the remake now? Because if it's going to be that dark, then some of the things we've already discussed, like the family aspect, the heartstrings, and then, you know, we're talking about free will. This is crap that's going to go all over these kids' heads anyway. Mm -hmm. So why even bother making it PG-13? Like, it, it definitely tried to combine two worlds and totally screwed it up yeah maybe it's this is going to sound completely sexist but it almost then based on kind of what you just threw out there it almost feels like the remake is made for females or people that aren't into action movies that in a hetero couple you know like the man wants to go see the robocop because this is what he's expecting explosions blow-ups and yada yada but now the the female partner or the partner who's less into that kind of shit, well, okay, there's there's a love story involved. There's some softer moments. Then, okay, we'll go. This will be our date night movie. You know what I mean? Again, completely sexist, but that's kind of what it felt like. Not geared towards kids because you're absolutely right. A lot of these themes in the, in the remake being so prevalent is just going to bore the shit out of the kids. There's not enough 
good action sequences to keep them interested for two hours. There's just these long gaps of boring shit in between. And with the push of the of the wife and the kid really just feels like it's trying to go more for like a date night movie. Yeah, I can actually I actually kind of can see that actually being in the cards as well, too. I, maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how many like Gen X and old millennial females were super into like RoboCop, you know, like I, I'm no I know that there were. But compared to like the male demographic of our age range and everything, you know, it's definitely quote a, a boy movie, a guy movie. So maybe, yeah, just trying to shift and go with that softer tone and make it accessible to all audiences. And like, yeah. you know, we could sit and watch RoboCop with the kids and they'll, they'll be interested in the, the remake RoboCop and they'd be interested in the, uh, the fight scenes and everything, the gun shootouts. But everything in between the rest, that other hour and a half of the movie, they're not going to be interested in. <laughs> but it's it's a safe movie to have on in the background with younger kids, like our, our kids age seven and ten. And maybe it's just a maybe it's a way to kind of open yeah. the door to get new RoboCop fans that no, I, I, I can see that, you know, so maybe they I don't know. I hate the movie. Well, if that even <laughs> I was going to say, even if that was the case, they completely failed on that aspect then too. Mm-hmm. The only other real thing that I don't know if you read up on for the original 87 was that they were actually going to make uh, Murphy and Lewis a romantic intrigue or something like that a romantic angle in that aspect. And I'm really glad they didn't only because then I feel like it would, I felt like having that romantic angle between Lewis and Murphy would have kind of undermined the whole aspect that she is a, a a strong woman who can handle herself. I felt like that would have kind of undercut it a little bit. So I'm glad that they did not go that route, but I'm also glad that they also did the originally when they wrote it, Dick Jones and Clarence Bodiger, the two characters, they don't even intertwine at all. And so when they did the rewrite, it was Clarence Bodiger then working under Dick Jones. So I thought that was a great addition. I don't know hmm. how, how you feel about those two different aspects from what was originally I uh, thought of. Well, I'm really glad that they didn't go the route of trying to give, trying to make Murphy and Lewis in the original uh, a couple or anything. I really hate it in movies when they force relationships and they for- force romantic relationships and romantic pairings. I I do not like it and it would have felt just really dumb and again forced and it would not have made any fucking sense in my opinion. So I'm really glad they didn't do that. Um as for the other thing you spoke on, I'm uh I don't I I don't I guess I don't know, so I'm not I don't really have much to to add there but but yeah i don't like it forced romantic relationships it's like at the end of the matrix when she's like you're the one and i'm supposed to love the one and she kisses him and the sparks fly i was in the theater and i booed (laughs) (laughs) it it annoyed me that much 
So then I never watched any of the sequels to the to the Matrix. And I get it's blah, 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 plays into yada, yada. Don't care. I didn't like it. So. Yeah, I, I feel like with all I feel like that's a real quick way to derail, I guess, mostly action films like when the the female the the two leads are romantically linked all the time like can't can't we just have a guy helping somebody out or mm-hmm. or a lady even or a lady helping helping somebody out or or something like that like that's that's kind of why i really don't watch a whole lot of tv shows or anything cuz it's there's always the two main characters or a couple main characters they're always linking up together and it's mm-hmm. like, can't, can't they just be friends? Does it have to be that way every time? Exactly. I, uh, I don't know if you ever watched bones, the series bones with, uh, Oh God, no. angel. He was, uh, uh Boreanis, David, yeah, Boreanis. David Boreanis. So I, I watched that show. I think almost all the seasons except for the last couple, because they did have that kind of fun dance. The two main characters, um, him and then the female scientist lady uh that kind of back and forth not will they won't they will they won't they and they played up they played that off for many many seasons and that's fine but the second they hooked up i was done watching i don't know i was like i would have rather they not so i'm kind of one of those i don't root for relationships always (laughs) i'm not a shipper (laughs) as they're as they're called so that's an actual term. Yes. Yes. People use that. Okay. Yes. It's an actual I've term. I've never heard it. I have surprisingly enough. I have friends that are geekier than me when it comes to their shows and they are just as invested and if not more so in some of the characters in their personal lives. So, and that's fine, but I, I personally do not do the relationships, the shipping. So I'd much rather see strong independent characters, especially females or uh, not well represented characters in or you know groups in movies and shows being independent and strong and not just like, oh, I need someone to take care of me and love me and I want to do you know and be in a relationship. Like, no, you you're more than that. Don't sell yourself short. Exactly. <laughs> I want more for them unless they're terrible, and then I'm just like, nope. Any other final thoughts on any one of these gems? Uh, I don't, I guess not. Uh, The only other thing I had is that the studio Orion really wanted Arnold Schwarzenegger for, for RoboCop, but, and I'm glad that cooler heads prevailed because they were like, he'd be too big. And it wouldn't feel like it's, it's, it's more of a robot robot. Mm Mm-hmm. Like he plays a Terminator from the future. So that's why he's got the skin stuff, all that. And so he can be a little bit bigger that way. But like for the, like, I know it's supposed to be 2028 or whatever it is. Yeah, this, this seems like this could be a little more realistic. And the fact that the fact that Peter Weller was already at, at, he had kind of had a name for himself at that point. And apparently he did it for like really low money too. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only other thing I have to ask is now. So now this is the fourth one we've done. Mm-hmm. How did you, how would you rate 
Now, now, just for this one, RoboCop, how would you rate the remake over the original? Like, how bad is it really? It's really fucking bad because it has the fucking cojones to call itself RoboCop. So it's really fucking bad. I don't give a shit about his fucking feelings. I don't fucking care about his wife, his goddamn kids, the fucking ethics or the morality of any of this shit. He did not shoot enough people. He stunned a lot. Big fucking deal. I get that it's made in 2014. So you got to be a little bit more PC with that shit. But for real, y'all, it's fucking RoboCop. I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. That's three shots, y'all. Done. Did I answer the question? <laughs> yeah. Well, t- two thoughts on that. One was I specifically asked that just to get one last rant out of you. So I wanted you to get that out of your system. Thank you. So, I feel so much more zen now that I got all that rage out. <laughs> but I guess the other thing is, is how would you rate this remake against the other three we've already done? Now we got four in the queue. And I find this interesting because we. And all right, so what I what I was trying to what I was getting to, so our first two were obviously horror movies for the remakes, Nightmare and and and, and Friday, and we did Little Shop of Horrors, which you could call a horror movie, I guess. And this is kind, of, and this is definitely not a horror movie, sci-fi, which can sometimes delve into the horror. How would you rank this up against the other three now that we've already done as far as just the remake itself? All right. So let's see. For the remakes. uh, I mean, Little Shops is always going to be number one. Ooh, this is going to be a really tough one between Nightmare. You really So you got Friday above both uh, above this and Nightmare. Well, I know it's above Nightmare. I mean, that's not a hard sell. Well, because again, the only thing with with Friday is because of the changes that they made to the Jason lore, I feel like any any, any Friday fan should at least put themselves through it at least once. <laughs> because if you're a fan of that franchise and that character, Jason, um, I, you kind of maybe maybe you don't, but I feel like you kind of owe it to yourself to check it out and just kind of see what they did um if not then you know what listen to our episode and we'll tell you all the stupendous shit that they fucking did but <laughs> nice throwback yeah yeah it's oh god it's a great dumb word it is all because of that movie <laughs> but yeah i think i'm gonna stick this one down there with uh with nightmare but is it better than nightmare or is it worse than nightmare and you can't say it's a tie that's 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 a comp out. I'm going to say that it's worse than Nightmare. Because, really? Yes, because at least with Nightmare, they they maintained enough where it's still you're still getting kind of what you're expecting. A horror movie with a man that kills people in their dreams with the RoboCop remake. Like I said, way too much heart, way too much sentiment. Ah, the wife fucking don't care. <laughs> so it's not. I don't I don't feel like it's a true remake to RoboCop. I think they made it too soft to be RoboCop. Sorry, they did. So for that, they lose mucho, mucho points. I hate that movie. Wow. (laughs) That's brutal. (laughs) 
What about you? I apparently you don't agree. <laughs> I completely don't agree. I, I'm I'm kind of. I mean, I know my face is already red, but it's getting redder. Like I'm just dumbfounded <laughs> that you place this. Do you place the RoboCop remake absolutely last out of the four? Yeah, because if it's gonna be, if it was just a generic action movie remake of a generic action movie, then it would have maybe placed a bit higher. But you're trying to call yourself RoboCop. That's not. I don't fucking sign up for heart and <laughs> my feelings, babe. When I watch RoboCop, I sign up for big, cool gun, blue, shiny suit with or without a jetpack. Don't give a shit. And just lots of murder. See, so I agree with you. Little Shop for right now is going to be a real tough one to beat. That's going to be the number one standard for remakes. Or I actually got the remake of RoboCop second. I... I, I have I completely agree with everything you said, but there's only one reason why. Why? I actually was able to get through the remake of RoboCop. I still to this day cannot get through the remake of Nightmare and and Friday the 13th without just like losing all brain capacity at some point in the movie. Fair at enough. At least I was able to get through it. Fair enough. I suppose if we're going for considering that in the decision making and if we want to consider rewatchability in the decision making then sure fine robocop remake just barely beats nightmare because this is rewatchable in that it's just it's easy you're not going to miss anything i can play you know i could put it on for the kids like i said it could be like a family movie night it won't but it's something that i i guess i to introduce RoboCop, the character itself, to a younger generation, to my kids, fine. But once they're old enough, they're watching the original, we will forget that the remake exists. So it's, I know it can't be a tie, but it's not, it'll be ever changing with my mood. <laughs> and I guess maybe today, because I'm so hot about how much I hate that fucking movie, that's why I'm placing it below nightmare but i think once i calm down <laughs> it may get bumped up to just just barely above nightmare and i and i think you hit on something there the rewatchability because like i said i think i've seen this remake now about 10 times mm-hmm. may give or take one or two i i still find myself fascinated with like the free will argument that they present and even just the political stance of some of uh, that they take in 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 the side story Mm-hmm. I, I still find that to be kind of interesting. So that kind of piques my interest. I mean, yeah, the, the, the action scenes aren't as good as they probably could have been, but they're not the worst we've seen. No. And like I said, production's up there, acting's up there. It just, it's just has no business calling itself RoboCop. I would agree with that. But I, I also find it hard to to place it dead last when you've got a cast of you know, Samuel Jackson, Michael Keaton, Gary Oldman, like you really can't, it's gotta be good enough to at least not be last. (sighs) It's last today, but tomorrow it may not be. (laughs) And I do love Sammy's character. And I love at the end when he goes on his rant and he drops the motherfucker, but it's bleeped out, you know, cause he's, you know, on TV or broadcast or whatever. So 
I thought that was just kind of fun. And then fuck, even in the beginning when he's going off and they're showing all the just the robot men, I, got, I giggled because I was like, hey, look, it's Nick Fury and Iron Men. <laughs> that was terrible. Cut Thank that you. out. No, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> and the only reason I was really trying to get you to come off the whole it's dead last <laughs> is because now in your order, that means Jackie Earl Haley has got to be the worst actor ever because now he's dead last and he's got the bottom two spots. Yeah, in your but, I do, but I do like him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's listening. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe. He's a big fan. He's a big fan, big contributor. I mean, he's not, but he could be. <laughs> hey, send an email. We'll have you on. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to ask him a bunch of questions. Fuck yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, people can find and follow me. Like I'm on Twitter at streaming bubble, big S for streaming, big B and bubble. The first beam, uh, I'm on Facebook at my streaming bubble and you can email me at my streaming bubble at gmail.com. So if you've got thoughts to share and if you want to agree with me or just tell me how wrong dozer is, that's, that'd be great. (laughs) That'll never happen. (laughs) I, I, I was just going to say, so now we know what not to do for a, rem- a remake, and that's hire Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> so if, as long as you don't have him in your movie, apparently you got a shot for a remake. So oh, poor him. <laughs> I feel bad now. <laughs> yes, but I, like we talked about, his character was awesome in the remake. Like he was pretty much the highlight of the movie as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, kind of. I mean, other than Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Sammy. And like, I mean, like I've said before, I love the cast and I love Michael Keaton and he's, he is my Batman. He is Beetlejuice. So I've all, I'll always have a soft spot for him and, and Sammy and yeah, great cast. So, and Joel Kinnaman, is that right? Robocop? Yep. New Murph. So he was in uh suicide squad. I think the 2016 version with Will Smith. And I just rewatched that because apparently this is the uh, torture myself week, but he's also in the, the suicide squad, the new one, the James Gunn one and playing the same character, but so much better. So I do like the actor, Joel Kinnaman. I think he's fun to watch. He can be fun to watch. I think when given the right material. So he was definitely more fun in, in the suicide squad than he was in suicide squad and definitely more fun than, RoboCop. Well, I think that's going to be it for us. So I guess, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Appreciate it. Feels good to be back after a bit of a break. Hope you've enjoyed the uh, first episode of, I guess, my second season. I don't really do seasons with my podcast, but thank you for joining us. I swear, I promise I'll get better at wrapping up the show. But yeah, thanks for listening. If you want to show a little support, I have merch now available at Redbubble. So if you go to redbubble.com and just search streaming bubble, you can get a sticker and whatever notebook and shit of the logo. Uh, If you're not really into merch, but you still want to show some support, you can go to buymeacoffee.com and make a small donation and buy me a cheese wedge because I got to choose what you buy me. I was like, cheese, I love cheese. 
So those are ways to show support. If you'd like to show support, um, always rate and review uh, wherever you get your podcasts and keep streaming. Bye. Bye.